This week's episode of Aussie Tech Ed is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, TFN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco. And keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 722 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 23rd of April, 2021. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, is my co-host, Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. You and your hole in your chest. How's things over there? <laughs> Starting to cool off, finally. We, we're a day late because Mr. T didn't know how to do an internet. Yeah, they uh, had a random, uh, like, the internet never actually completely stopped working, but it uh it got pretty slow they don't know why um to be intermittent it uh, i would say it was probably well apparently it was a fairly big um outage so i'd say it was it's, a, it's probably the russian or the chinese yeah, yeah. they're to blame for everything these days <laughs> that's it elon musk's new satellite or something i don't know but yeah elon so we, gates <laughs> so we had uh very bizarre internet for most of last night, so it was easy just to not try and not. push our luck a bit and yeah. put it off till tonight. So I definitely won't bring attention to my hole logo in- on my shirt here that's see-through. <laughs> so I said you got a hole in your chest. You're doing the whole um, Iron Man thing. Iron Man, yeah. <laughs> bubble, bubble, bubble and bob. Well, seeing as we're not bringing attention to things, I don't wear the same shirt on that I had during that intro. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to have the same jumper on, but that, it's a bit warmer tonight tell, than last night. So this shirt must be uh, six hundred years old, seven six year old, yeah, something <laughs> like that. So, but no, it's um, you know, it's a bit older than Cam even. It is. Oh, it's <laughs> actually it's probably older than that. It would be now that I think about it, because we've been with Al for five years and we ditched these shirts before that. So this shirt's probably uh seven or eight years old so that intro pitch has got to be at least that old <laughs> now how old do you feel <laughs> great well as i said i've been with the show since about 200 and something so we're on yep. 700 and something now so 
and they only do what, what forty-five or something a year. So yep. <laughs> it's pretty good. We do have a lot of crap to crap on about. And so that's like what's that? Yeah, eight or eight, eight years, nine years, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's all I happened. got my got my new computer going over here with the flashy RGBs and stuff going off. Going off. I'm going back on again. Got yeah. Got a Core i nine with thirty-two jiggly bytes, and the boot drive is a M two. Uh, half terabyte. I've got another half terabyte for another M2, uh, for a SSD from SATA and another M2 that's one terabyte. So everything's very fast and smooth these days. You got one of these things too. Yes, a Tesla Powerwall 2 with a Fronius inverter. I put that on um, Twitter and one of my friends said, name, uh, name a better couple. I'll wait. <laughs> those two go together well because another friend of mine in uh probably about half an hour's drive from here she's got exactly the same setup yeah they're pretty much the what's that um she's got uh, another white box which i've got out here next to my um fuse box hers is to get all together because they got it in the shed but he said it's best to have that one here and then the tesla power wall and the Furnace inverter is in the garage. So just depends another, on your setup. He calls it a gateway. Yeah. It's just a link. It, it just depends on where you, where you, what's going to work for you. Yeah. Um, well, he said they give they give you so much cable for the gateway and then if we put that in the garage, it would cost a lot more for the gateway cable. But from the gateway to the Furnace inverter and the battery, they could do their own cable or something. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on there's a, there's a few things. It depends on your house meter as well. Sometimes um, you got to have it in different spots depending on where your meter is. And yeah, it's so with my place to put a gateway and be really tricky because my solar my solar comes down at the opposite end of the house to where the uh, where the power box is. Oh, right. So the gateway is te- is technically supposed to go. Um, would technically be supposed to go coming off the solar but it's also like it doesn't matter which way they do it they'd either have to run 50 meters of cable that way to the solar or 50 meters of cable that way to the gateway so yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> where. Other, yeah that's what i've got yeah fuse box in the gateway here and the battery and the inverter up the other end and the all of the um east facing roof is completely covered now so that's good so uh, he said, I'm not going to bother about putting anything on the west. It doesn't really matter. Get all the morning sun and stuff. So got that. Uh, but they have to come back on Monday to finish off the last bit of wiring in. And then I'll have my five kilowatt battery, which I already had the LG Chem and then the Tesla Powerwall 2, which is about another 14 kilowatt battery, I think. So hopefully I won't be paying any more electricity bills, which will be fantastic. Yeah, well, that's it, exactly. Especially um, if you're going to be mining crypto. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, if, if you get a week or so of cloudy weather, you're still going to have potentially still pay for the issue. So whether or not you um, can recoup that in your sunny weather or whether it's still going to be an issue, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. And the other thing I got to try out is a vape pen. Hmm. You're getting all, so you can, you're getting all uh, white and nerdy. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is my Elon Musk imprint. <laughs> Only his was a bit more illegal than flavoured water, which is what basically what all I've got. <laughs> no, it depends on what I can't fa- get two happies off that. Depends on what lovely flavours. And here's the dumb part. They recently just passed legislation in Australia, in, uh, in Queensland that you can now buy CBD oil um, without a script. Oh. But there's nobody in Queensland who can sell CBD oil without, who's been approved to sell CBD oil to people without a script. Oh. <laughs> it's always something. It's always <laughs> so you're now you can't you can get CBD oil for yeah. these, but um, not not here legally. No, no that's and the mean. same for nicotine. You're not supposed to. It's supposed to be illegal to buy it in Australia and people are buying it from New Zealand getting shipped here but yeah. in October they're going to bring in a law that you can't ship it into Australia either yeah yeah, it's just so dumb just and the, that's the best way for people to give up smoking just the tobacco industry well tobacco industry doesn't want to give up people give up smoking no. that's why we have a tobacco industry <laughs> they're the ones who started the whole anti-cannabis movement anyway so it was fun. You ever watch um, Dogma by Kevin Smith? Yeah. When he's talking to George Carlin, who's playing a uh, Catholic priest, and um, he was talking about how not many people are going to church anymore, and he said, "Oh man, you should take a page out of the book from the tobacco industry." And he's like, "They, they just, they can um, get kids and everyone." And he's like, "Oh yes, if only we had their numbers." Yeah, that's it exactly. <laughs> they got all the tricks that work. That's it. So, yes, I mean, I've done a little bit of smoking when I was out drinking with a lot of friends in Sydney, but it was only like one or two every now and then. And Nothing was, that I got excited about. And it was Sydney, so that doesn't really count. Yeah. <laughs> what happens in Sydney stays in Sydney. <laughs> but the good thing, the good thing we should mention, I should mention anyway, to do with a story later on is the vape store that I was getting this from, which is ironically called the vape store. Um, you can buy this and the e-liquids and everything using crypto. So nice. I'm right now, even while we're talking, I'm mining um, Bitcoin and I can buy stuff from their store in Bitcoin. So effectively, it doesn't cost me anything, especially once I get the all the solar and the batteries going. I'll be mining Bitcoin all day and night. And then I can just buy these with that, and effectively, I haven't spent any money. You're mining Bitcoin. I've just figured out how to start mining Doge. Yeah, I want to give that a go. So give that a go. See how that I'll turns out. I'll watch your YouTube video later. I've got to work out whether it's better to mine Doge or Bitcoin and convert it, or work out which one works out more economically feasible. You need you need to get a um, rack and put some cards on it, and just have a mining computer, and that's all it does all day and night. You can't buy cards. This is the problem. I, I read an article. I don't. I think it might have been the Virgil or something. And um, the guy there decided for his article to try. You can purchase sniping bots, hmm. and you download the software to your computer, and you say, "I want to get this kind of graphics card or these types. I would pay up to this amount for." And he'll sit there on Amazon all day and night continually refreshing until it sees somebody has put one of those cards on there and then try and snipe it and buy it in a fraction of a second that you could go click click check out yes yeah it's already purchased it so as soon as they appear they disappear straight away because the sniping bots get it yeah. and then you buy it for like a thousand dollars and sell it on ebay for two thousand because people are so desperate to get graphics cards that... but he said um the only problem was one 
a lot of times that when he the bot got to the purchase and checkout, it said, oh, you're a bot, so we're going to discount your purchase. So not discount, but ignore your purchase. And then other times, another bot would snipe it just before he could snipe it. So in the end, he ended up buying one, but he went through and clicked manually and actually beat the sniping bots yeah. doing it manually. So, but he was like, it cost you, I think it was like $215 for the software to install and you can use it for up to two weeks to try sniping something and that's what they are doing to try and get graphics cards because the only only real way you can get them is either somebody is scalping them to ebay or you buy some old computer that's not too old and take the graphics card out of it and you've got a spare computer Mm -hmm. yeah it's getting ridiculous it's just that's just dumb so. I found out that my my um, new computer, the Core i9 Intel chip I got, doesn't have integrated GPU, which would have been handy because I could do all my monitors on the integrated one and just do mining on the NVIDIA one. But I didn't realize that the CPU you have to purchase with integrated, I thought it was the chipset on the motherboard as integrated graphics. I think they used to. The they used to be on the motherboard, now they're on the... They put it in the CPU. Yeah. AMD has been doing that for a while. Unless it's a, like a Harvey Norman computer or something, like one of the slimline, like brand name ones, yep. um, most of them don't have... Yeah, most of them don't have graphics now. I didn't um, even think of that when I was buying it. But the, the motherboard has got HDMI out, display yeah. port out and so stuff. So mine. But the, the, CPU but the CPU doesn't, doesn't have support it. it, so... No. no. <laughs> So weird. I don't understand why the board has it. Yeah. It's just easier to not. Um, yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's not necessarily a good time for Apogee, for Apogee to come back. Then there's, Who? there's no there's no graphics cards to play their games anymore. So I was just lucky. I had my thirty seventy from a few months ago that I could put into this new computer. Otherwise, I'd have no graphics at all. You know, the guys who made Jake Newcomb and Biomanus and Crystal Caves and Blackstone and Commander Keen, Secret Agent, Wolfenstein 3D, um, Diablo, uh, Death Rally, Wacky Wheels, you know, all the best games of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> There's more than that. There was uh, Full Throttle. There was... They did a heap of them. Um, basically, anything that was a fantastic game back in the 90s was, was Apogee. You're an inspiration for birth control. <laughs> Then they did, they sort of did a bit, bit of the later stuff in the early, I think I went to like early 2000s, I think I remember seeing a couple of their games. Yep. But uh, then they disappeared. But um, the publisher... They renamed to 3D Realms. Did they? Yep. Oh, okay. That's well, why they disappeared. They, they started doing 3D only games and then they said, well, everybody thinks Apogee is a cheap 2d shareware company so we'll drop that name they released i think it was duke newcomb and a couple others under new name 3d realms just to test the waters and then they decided to go full 3d realms and another company i think got the name apogee software uh, apogee entertainment so the new one they're launching with I yeah, think at least apogee. one of the original founders is the, apogee the, software the publisher which is calling itself apogee entertainment instead of apogee software with a bit of help from Duke Newcomb voice actor St. John, showed off a string of titles that supposedly ship over the next 12 months. They look um, good. Well, there weren't any specific dates for announcement. The showcase did have footage which looked like a remastered com- Cosmo comic adventure 
Uh, some Raptor gameplay, um, some games with zombie elements and several platformers. Some of them look like um, Commander Keen-style retro graphics and everything. I want to play them. Mm. I, um, I won't play them on here because, you know, how YouTube works, we'll get a copyright strike for playing an ad. We probably already <laughs> did because we mentioned it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, coming out in spring, apparently, um, this is going to be a, the first title is called Residual, Stuart in Spring. Players explore a procedurally generated planet with light puzzle elements according to the official release. Ship on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox XX, Xbox XS, <laughs> and the Switch. Um, so they've got everything covered there. So it's going to be interesting. Apogee were the ones who invented shareware. For, yeah, in, for gaming. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, the first ones to do it. I remember I had a Jill of the Jungle on a shareware disc. Yeah. A couple Never heard of, of that one. Jill of the Jungle, yeah. It's like yeah. a really, really bad rip-off of George of the Jungle. <laughs> no, it was basically, yeah, it was like um, Pitfall. Oh, Very similar okay. to Pitfall, yeah. Yep. Except worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it would be interesting to see. It would be good to get an actual, you know, there's been a lot of games come out. But they've all been to like a re yeah. a reimagined version of another game that's sort of or out reboots, you know. Yeah. So hopefully, a lot of the stuff that they're bringing out actually looks really good. So it looks like it might actually be time to new IP to um yeah to get you know get excited about platformers again, basically. Yep. Which or I if they'll bring it out on Steam, which I don't have a problem with. Um, be the way to do it. Ah, uh, look, I think if you're going to bring. The problem with Steam is you can't bring it out on Steam and not on Steam. It's just got to be on Steam. You know, th- ideally, what you do is you'd have it primarily on Steam as your main release, but then you'd have your own internal way of doing it as well. Because the problem with Steam, if you don't have an internet connection, you can't play any games. Even if the game is an offline game, yep. if you can't connect to your Steam account, you can't play a game. Uh, okay. So if your internet goes down, you can't, it, it's dumb. It, like, I own the game. It's on my computer. It's installed. It's already been... It's already been installed. It's not a it's multiplayer or online game. No, it's a single player game. I just want to play it. Oh no, you can't. You don't have an internet connection. It's like, <laughs> why does that matter? Yeah, I just want to play my game that I own. Yeah, yeah. that's always the way, isn't it? <laughs> so you know, but um, no, I think it'd be great. Be, you know, curious to see in twelve months' time if they're still, you know, going gangbusters. But um, I'll give them a go. Yeah, oh for sure, absolutely. Kmart has revealed plans to deploy an inventory tracking robot called Tori into every one of its physical stores in Australia and New Zealand over the next 15 months. By December 2021, Kmart expects to have 271 stores across Australia and New Zealand. It presently has 187 stores. Each is in line for a Tori robot under the project. The Tory robot made by Metro Labs will roam stores during quiet times, mostly overnight, triangulating exactly where apparel and homeware items are and how much stock is left. It does this by scanning for radio frequency identification RFID tags that are attached to the labels on products known as stock keeping units or SKUs in retail parlance. Kmart Group Manager Director Ian Bailey said that the group anticipated deriving significant benefit from the store-wide robot rollout. He said the robots have been trialled in Kmart's research and development operations in the US, which occur under its Anco brand. 
This technology was one of the benefits of research development project running out of Seattle, he said. It's now been tuned to Kmart stores and is about to be rolled out across the fleet over the next 15 months. The results is a quantum improvement in inventory accuracy for apparel from 60% accuracy at an SKU level today to 95%. And the 95% is by location within the store. This is the first of our digital store improvements, which will always be focused on improving customer experience and lowering operating costs. Bailey said that each Kmart store would get a single Tory robot, which docks at the back of the store. Somebody's going to lose some jobs there. Um, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say because, I mean, Kmart and a lot of those places didn't have night fills anyway. They only filled the shelves during the day when people were working. So Somebody did stock take though. Oh, they used to get yeah, but that was contracted. Uh, They'd get a contract, um, so it wouldn't matter anyway. Group in and just come through and do the place. And Woolies was the same, except Woolies, most Woolies and most food places have night fill. The same thing. They get work. They get people from. I did um, that employment agencies. It was stuff just a temp thing. Yeah, go and do night fill. Um, so probably eliminate the night fill, but yep. um, someone I'm, still has to walk the stock out there. Yeah, I mean, it's only tagging and bagging. It's only it's only inventory counting. It's nothing special. Yeah, I'm just curious to know how far they think their RFID technology works. Yeah, like if the like our our big W and Kmart and stuff have got <laughs> clothes bloody twice as high as you can reach. Yeah, so I'm curious to know how and far. There's going to be those circle your circular racks that have got clothes jammed in everywhere. Yeah. How do you so, read each RFID tag efficiently with a robot? I don't know. Well, especially given that you're only reading a group tag, it's not each each piece of apparel doesn't have its own unique identifier. It only has the barcode effectively, so it only tells you if it's you know that size and that that brand at that size. That's all it tells you. It doesn't say this is shirt twenty seven or three hundred. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> If there's, interesting. A, if there's done a, something. a group of 10 together, how's it going to know the difference? Yeah. It's only going to get one ping back off a tag. Well, they go, well, we've got more than zero, so that's what we want. Well, that's... <laughs> I mean... We've got zero or more than zero. That works if you're an ant. When, when it's zero, you can put more stock out. When it's more than zero, you don't. That's that, that's ant maths, you know? <laughs> if anybody's read the Diamond Age, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, the ants have maths. They have, they have zero to a million, or anything less than a million is zero, and anything more than a million is one. Uh. <laughs> so that sounds like a computer. When they were uh, walking along, and the dinosaurs are walking on top of them, and the dinosaurs are trying to be careful not to squash them, and yep. the ant leader's like, "Oh, come along, don't worry. You can't possibly kill more than zero of us." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good old diamond age. What have we got for some helpers up the top here? Well, nothing now. It's gone past already. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Aussie Tech Eds, um, we're on Patreon. You can check us out there and, and uh, help us out there. It makes a big difference to us. Um, we do really, really uh, appreciate the support you guys give us. Uh, of course, you can also get us on you know Twitch TV and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and rock. all those other places. But um, yeah, the Patreon support really means a lot to us. It really helps us um, pay for our, our overheads and um, helps Glenn have breakfast. <laughs> helps keep his Glenn Commodore can eat this week thanks to your donations. Helps keeping his Commodore sixty four running. You know, 
His potato. Recapping and <laughs> updating the power supply occasionally. So, but no, it's, um, yeah, thanks guys for that. It, it, it really does help. And um, there will be, hopefully, in the next few weeks, a few uh, shake-ups to the Patreons and um, a few tiers changed and a few more prizes to be won. And so if you're in early, you got a better chance of, of winning something. So yep. And you have our eternal gratitude. What more could you ask for? Well, you're happy. Uh, yeah. I don't know what either of those words mean. Big words. <laughs> <laughs> I just say thanks a lot. <laughs> so, but uh, speaking of apologies, well, sort of, Vodafone um, had, a, had an outage uh, a couple weeks ago for, for a few hours. And as Vodafone does, they um, have decided, hey, guess what? Free data this weekend. Yay. Free you get free data. data, you get free data, you get so free data. All of us on our uh, 500 key plans <laughs> get free data this weekend. <laughs> Choice. I better start downloading the internet. Yeah. But um, no. Some more of those Linux ISOs while you can. <laughs> basically. So yeah, so basically, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, if, you, if you're a Vodafone customer and uh, take advantage if you this weekend if you're going camping or you're going somewhere and you don't have to worry about data you can stream to your heart's content so it's uh, unfortunately though it is a little bit annoying because it's a long weekend and it's only a two day data <laughs> offer so it'd be better if it was for the three days but yeah. you <coughs> oh, get well. a long weekend well, we don't yeah but you get yours later in the year we don't but I'm working on call all <laughs> weekend so I still get a day off next week anyway hooray <laughs> Yeah, the whole long weekends are messed up. We we get all ours like over the next four weeks. We get the rest of our long weekends. That's it. We don't get any more for the rest of the year. Then looks <laughs> <Sucks laughs> to be you. You guys, at least the rest of the country Spread has them out. spaced out. No, we just do ours. <laughs> get it all over and done with. Between like between like the Queen's birthday and the June long weekend, they're all just in the shoved in there. Or oh, sorry, yeah. um, uh. Easter and the Queen's birthday, they would sort of shove them all in that, that gap there and they're like, oh, that'll do. Mm. My co-worker in Japan in uh, in May has got um, Golden Week. Yeah. Which is a whole week off that they have, but he's only taking Wednesday to Friday to take off somewhere, but um, I'm going to be have to fill in for him, which is not going to be too bad. I know sometimes we're talking, talking to our supplier and they're like, don't forget you got all of this stuff before this date because we go on... Like three months, China's New Year leave. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing. Order now <laughs> while stocks last. Yeah, well, they go to China's New Year and it's some. It's that's it's like a well, it's yeah, I think it's like a month. Uh, mm. It's something. It's some exorbitant length of time anyway. And there was like, there was like, if you don't get your order in by this date, you won't get it because we're going away for a month. Remember that. <laughs> Well, that'd, that'd be terrible if, like you were saying before, sometimes you only have, like, a contract for one week or two weeks. Yep. You've gone blurry, son. Oh, there we uh, go. You come back again. I thought it was just me. Yeah. <laughs> they did um, that on Futurama where they had a criminal and they're like, can you please unblur your face, sir? And he's like, oh, fine. And he shakes his head <laughs> and unblurs himself. Um, yeah, no, it can be really annoying, especially if you've got a container that you know is due and like 
they know that they're going to be like one day late in getting it loaded so that it can't leave and then it's going to sit there for a month. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> so, what else have you got happening? Uh, Amazon marked the start of construction work on a new $1.5 billion office precinct in Melbourne that will take space in with a ceremony attended by Victoria's leaders. The ceremony took place on Wednesday to mark the foundations being poured for the precinct's first stage and was attended by Melbourne's Lord Mayor Sally Cap and Victorian Treasurer Tim Pallas. Amazon was named as the anchor tenant in the office precinct last December, which is under development by property and funds management company Charter Hall. The office will host presences for both Amazon Web Services, AWS, and the company's online business, amazon.com.au. Located at 555 Collins Street. That's a cool number. <laughs> 555 timer. In the heart of Melbourne's business district, the 750 million Stage 1 tower will have 48,000 square metres of space. Construction on the Stage 1 tower is expected to be completed by early 2023. The Stage 2 tower will then connect to Melbourne's Midtown and will comprise a 32,000 square metre office building plus over 2,300 square metres of retail space. Amazon Web Services Manager, Director for Australia New Zealand, Adam, Adam Beavis, said the city has rich community of innovators. We're excited to be part of the reinvigoration of Melbourne CBD by strengthening our local presence in the Victorian economy, Beavis said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Beavis, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We are looking forward to bringing Amazon's growing local workforce to 555 Collins Street so we can continue to invent and innovate on behalf of customers across our Amazon and AWS businesses in Australia. 555 Collins comes with a six-star green rating and is constructed under a carbon neutral framework, which will contribute to helping us reach our goal of net zero carbon emissions by 2040. Now that, I, I didn't mention the fulfillment center and that did it. Because no. they're also doing a fulfillment center in Melbourne. Oh, okay. Um, be oh, open box, uh, it'll be. It's covering 37,000 square meters. You lost your list. <laughs> Almost double the size of the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Uh, it'll have enough capacity to house up to 6 million items. The project will generate 200 jobs and during construction, 300 jobs when it opens. In late 2021, um, this article doesn't say; it just says it's in Melbourne um, to go because they've already got uh, one in Western Sydney, yep. um, and that one's at capacity now, so that's why they're opening this one. Uh, you might get one in Brisbane one day. It's and the then, biggest warehouse oh, in the southern hemisphere. More steel than shut it's the up. Warehouse in the southern hemisphere. Why well, I didn't I don't even care to stop. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's true. It is. But play is evil. <laughs> evil um, play. So yeah, the, the one in Dandenong opened in 2017. That was 24,000 square meters. Yep. So this one's 37. So this is half as big again. Um, and obviously they're putting in that center that you're talking about, tech center or whatever it is they're putting in. Plus, yep. they, didn't they put a server room in a server? center in last year or something i think in um, sydney yeah. yeah so they also plan to work um oh it's in melton there you go that's where it's going um, there. there's also plans to to doesn't say where it just says plans for a third center somewhere 
So could be you. I would imagine it's probably going to be over Perth because they they covered they got the Eastern covered pretty well. So they do. Oh yeah, yeah, that would make sense. So at least if not in Perth, then at least um, you know maybe South Australia, but sort of that way a bit. So they're all going gangbusters, yeah. With the, with the, the money Get a spending. Job with the, Jeffy. Uh, I'd love to have a job with Jeffy. I'd love to have a job with Jeff. <laughs> Nobody likes having a job with <laughs> Jeffy. It's the worst thing. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, speaking of worst things, Microsoft enables Linux GUI apps on Windows 10 for developers. Well, so not. 100% sure on this. I'm Who needs Debian anymore? You can just run it on Windows. I don't know if I'm sold on the idea, but Microsoft's starting to allow Windows 10 testers to access Linux GUI apps. The first preview of support for GUI apps is available for Windows Insiders, allowing developers to run GUI, editors, tools, and applications to build and test Linux apps. Uh, significant extension for Windows subsystem for Linux. Um, after the company added a full Linux kernel to Windows 10 last year. While it's been possible to run Linux GUI apps within Windows previously using a third-party X server, official support from Microsoft means there's also a GUI hardware... Uh, also a GUI... Ah, so that's supposed to be GPU hardware acceleration. Uh, so apps and tools run smoothly. Uh, audio and microphone support is also included out of the box, so Linux can test run video players and communications apps. Uh, this is all enabled in win without Windows users having to use X11 forwarding and without users having to manually start X server. Microsoft automatically starts a companion system distro when you attempt to run a Linux GUI app. Uh, and it contains nice. a Wayland X server, Pulse Audio server, and everything else needed to make it work inside Windows. Once you terminate the app and the WSL, then the special distro ends too. All these components combine to make it super easy to run Linux GUI alongside regular Windows apps. Microsoft's also testing new eco mode for Windows Task Manager. Uh, and it's an experimental feature that lets you throttle processes, resources inside Task Manager. It's wow. really designed to re rein in apps that suddenly start taking up lots of system resources and could be useful if you want to temporarily throttle back an app. Now, they've always sort of had that feature. Um, but it's never been... So you've been able to go to Task Manager, right-click on it and go into Prioritize and just change the yep. priority, high, medium, or low, yep. which kind of works. And on Linux, they not use really. a program called Nice. Yeah. Um, the, and, but now they're adding what they call Eco Mode to this. So if you've got, um, I don't know, like in this the example they're having here, they've got their browser set to Eco Mode and they've got their VM set to normal, yep. Um, so stuff like that, where it, yeah, reduces the, the throttles back the resources required by the program. That's pretty cool. Um, which I think probably works better than the priority mode because the priority mode thing never seemed to work properly. You could also you used to be able to tell a program you could specifically lock a program to a CPU. Yep. Um, but I used to find that was flaky if the program like reloaded or overloaded that CPU, it would go back to its default settings anyway. Or a, or a core on the CPU. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, you find that it would it would automatically go back to whatever you had it set to. All oh, right. So, but no, it's interesting. Um, means I can run um, Tux Racer on Windows now. Yay! <laughs> Finally. Which, let's face it, that's the only reason you run Linux, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you run um, Minecraft. 
Linux server. Actually, you could run Octoprint. Mm. <laughs> that yeah, is actually cool that stuff. actually is a valid use for it. You could actually run <laughs> Octoprint on your system and use your standard USB outputs to manage multiple printers. Yep, that would actually be a good idea. Get onto it, Mister T. We want have, a demonstration. I'm going to have to think about it. If only I had some sort of device that went through Octoprint that functioned correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Windows 10, though. So what are you going to do? Oh, I run it. I don't like it, but I run it <laughs> on my. I only run it on. I run it on my computer because I have to effectively because of my software. Um, the soft. Well, actually, my limiting factor on this one is the um, drivers for my uh, my RAID array I only work uh, in Windows 10. <laughs> so, but. Most of my other computers, I'm still running XP on most of my um, my little uh, NUCs and whatever. They're still all running XP. Oh, yeah. Uh, a couple of them are running 7. A couple of them wants to have to do a couple of more advanced programs. I think um, I'm going to end up decommissioning my Synology and put those drives into the Linux box, which has got Minecraft on and is going to be running anyway, which can do mm. all the stuff that the Synology does. So, Well, my Synology is only, it's literally there just to back up the system that's all it's there for it's that's just a that's yeah. just a redundancy backup yeah i can um, do that with the linux box it's already there too and if i can get the printer to share out over the network i was having trouble with cups though so i'll have to play around with it again yeah but um if you have qnap there's a worm or something going around the internet at the moment that's again. hacking qnap servers so be careful about that again again yep. <laughs> wasn't there one like a month ago it's almost as bad as facebook getting hacked every second day now yeah, it just got again. Somebody <laughs> found the floor in it. Messaging platform Discord has ended at deals, deal talks with Microsoft and plans to focus on expanding the business as a standalone company. Good. Yay, there was much rejoicing. <laughs> yes, there was. The company will focus on building the chat platform and making money from its user base that is growing quickly during the pandemic. The public listing is on the table, but not imminent. Microsoft and Discord did not immediately respond to quests for comment. Reuters had reported that in March, Microsoft was in talks to buy Discord for more than $10 billion US. Social networking has grown during the COVID-19 pandemic as people increasingly go online for activities from gaming to investment. Discord, which allows public and private groups to gather and chat by text, audio and video, has expanded from a gamers club to all types of communities, including sports fans, music groups and cryptocurrency investors. With over 140 million users, its business model stands out in the social network space, where so many technology companies such as Facebook and Twitter rely on advertising for the bulk of the revenue. San Francisco-based company's revenue grew to $130 million US last year through its Nitro Premium subscriptions at US $9.99 monthly or $99.99 annually for features such as special emojis and enhanced video resolution. Which yeah, is good news. interesting because Discord's only just started to do video, res- video like call, yep, group videos and whatever. So the fact that they're earning revenue off it already is um, somewhat impressive, actually. Yeah, they they know what they're doing. I mean, you just have you uh, just relaunch IRC and call it Discord and bang. Well, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. It's literally like an IRC clone or a um, ICQ almost. You got your unique identifier and you're good to go. Yep. It's funny. I was in uh, on a Facebook channel, Facebook uh, group, uh, talking about ICQ 
who remembers their ICQ number and stuff. And one of the guys, yeah, I was going to say one of the guys there had a, I think it was a four one something number. Ugh. Um, I'm like that's pretty early. And then I looked up. Actually, there's actually a way you can go and look up your old number. It's yep. really convoluted and complicated and takes a hell of a lot of time, but I figured it out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, mine was a two one something. I can't uh. remember. But it was actually the six digit, I think, and then they went to a seven digit. Yeah. So it was actually the earlier sequencing. Nice. I didn't realize I <laughs> didn't realize it was that early enough. I know we got on it early because one of the companies I was working for at the time, we were just using it internally. Ah. Uh. I don't even honestly at that particular point in time, don't think we even realized it was an internet thing. I thought we, <laughs> we were just using it as a as an internal office sort of communications note taking yep. thing. <laughs> so. We we were ahead of the curve and didn't even realise it at the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's good. Good on them. Like, I'm glad that they they used their brain and just didn't sell it to the highest bidder. But yeah. I mean, the fact that Microsoft wanted it should tell you straight away that it's obviously worth a lot of money. Yeah, because they're not going to throw a hundred million dollars at you if they're not going to get their money back. The the biggest things. Um Zoom and Discord at the moment. Well, everyone's got a Discord channel. You go to just about any website or any YouTube video or just about anywhere. And they're like, oh, catch us on our Discord. You know, so it, it's it's definitely a... I cut down you know, a lot of Discord servers and I'm still on 12. Yeah, I'm on 8 or 9. <laughs> My, mind you, admittedly, two of them are ours, so that sort of... Yeah. <laughs> but Because <laughs> we've got Aussie Tech Heads, got Obsidian Loft, and I've got my own as well. So there's three. So, but um, I just started one for the Puny Inform Jam that I'm on for making mini adventure games for eight and sixteen bit computers and others. So, yeah, I'm going to do a Battery Central one because I think it's a nicer interface than I think it'd be nicer to integrate that into the website rather than the clunky Facebook one. Yeah, there'll probably be a Joomla add-in. So, because the, there is, I've, I've, I got the idea because the website I went to had it. Is it going to be um, one of those? Hi, how can we help you? No, so, not. Well, not really, not to the same degree. But the and every five seconds it pops up. Hey, yeah, hi. That's the, that's Son the, wants to talk to you. Talk to Son. Son now. Now Son. Hi, that, Son. That's Son. the problem with the Facebook one. Um, we get a lot of complaints that they can't close it. Or as soon as they close it, it reopens again. Yeah. So, yeah, I, once I get the website designed up, um, I'll probably end up integrating Discord into that, which means I've got to start a channel, which is fine. But yeah. I think that ultimately it's a much nicer... You can also do things in that that you can't do over the Facebook chat. Um, you know, and every time you Facebook chat with somebody, they automatically get added to your friends list as well. So from then on, they're a friend, and every time you <laughs> see them, then it's like. So I think having a Discord would be would be handy. Yeah. Um, it also means that everybody you've interacted with previously, you can send out a group message or whatever, or you can search for a message and search for a particular person who's done it. You just can't do that in the Facebook one. Um, there's no back-end integration. Once the Facebook one pops up on the website and somebody types something and it goes directly to the messengers in the Facebook for that account and you can't do anything with it, <sighs> um, you you can reply to it. That's that's it. You, it's just it's so bad. <laughs> so, Sounds now, like Discord's the way to go. Yeah, good on them, I'd say. Um, now, one thing we don't really specifically mention, we use Anchor uh, for our anchor.fm for our podcast hosting. Um, <clears throat> there is actually a feature on there that allows you to leave us a message. 
Um, it's it's if you go to the podcast, go to Anchor FM slash Aussie Techheads or something, or search for Aussie Techheads. And if you go into there, you can actually leave a message to the podcaster, and and it'll it'll uh, get sent to us. Um, one such person, Stuart, has done such a thing. Um, they uh, got a. I'll let him explain, but basically, they they uh, took advantage of a meme that was going around at the moment, and they did some pretty cool, um, pretty cool stuff. So what I'll do, I'll play the message, and then I'll quickly chat about it, and uh, we'll go from there. I know how much Glenn likes his drones, so I thought the Aussie tech heads might be interested in a one-shot drone video we've just completed at my workplace, a plywood factory in Brisbane. It was inspired by the Bowling Alley drone video that went viral about five weeks ago. We hired a very talented FPV drone pilot to shoot it for us, and we think it turned out great. It's not a boring factory tour at all. It's more like a roller coaster ride following the factory production line. Just search up Austral Plywood's drone on YouTube and have a look yourself. Thanks. So, yeah. so He's right, though. Glenn does like to drone on. <laughs> drone and drone and drone. <laughs> so, it's just interesting because I just last week bought a... Um, well, I ordered it like three weeks ago, but just last week I received a um, DJI Tello. Which is a, it's an older drone now. It's uh, four, four, nearly five years old. Um, but it's, it's a fantastic. Um, it's a fantastic. Learn- no, it's not four K. It's a fantastic learning experience. Um, it flies really nicely. Like my my like Cameron, he's five year old, and he picked up the controls and and had no trouble at all flying it. Um, and you can fly it FPV if you want first person through the the goggles. If you want to mount your, you can mount your. Um, these are see-through ones. You can mount your phone on the other side of this and set it to FPV oh, yeah. mode, and it splits the view, so you can fly, have that mount that. It's and, like the Gear VR. And then yeah, and then you can use a uh, Bluetooth, um, a Bluetooth controller, and you can fly it directly like that, or you can mount the um, to the controller. I've got mount the, the phone to the controller and fly it that way, or you can just fly it directly on the phone, which is the way we do it. And you can either look at it or you can fly through the camera, like use the camera as first person and fly around. And they're so stable and so much fun to fly. You get 15 minutes per battery. Yep. Um, it's a couple hundred bucks, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've had a lot of fun with it. And we've done, starting to get good enough now where we're getting confident enough to go past, you know, 10 meters out of the way. So <laughs> I had to get a range extender, which is a, a Xiaomi uh, a USB Wi Fi extender. The little, they're, I don't have it here, it's out in the lounge room, but they're just a little stick, look like a, um, yeah, they literally look like a stick. They're only about that long and they plug into a USB power source and they become the network for the range, for the drone and the controller to link to that network. Right. And because it's more powerful than the transmitter in the phone, you get much better range. Like you basically put it where you would start to have break up in range is where you'd sit it and so then you get that much more like... I went from, I think I was getting about 20, 25 meters before I lost video. You yep. fly it a little bit further by sight, but you lose video first. Um, I put this thing down and I'm getting over 100 meters now. Nice. So it's really cool. So now we can, we put it down the middle. I put it up on the up on the roof of the back deck so it gets better coverage. Now yep. I can fly like down the side of the house and around the shed and through down the <laughs> house, the other side and back up and around the other shed and... 
So it's pretty cool, but that gives you an idea of what you can do with a cheap, you know, couple hundred dollar drone, off the shelf drone. The guys who do these, um, these FPB ones, which I'll show at the end of the episode. Um, for those of you who are on on the video, you'll get to watch it. Those on on audio, obviously, you won't. But yeah, if you search um, uh, one shot Austral plywood drone, it'll come up on there. Yep. Um, but you just see like they're, they're using the FPV so they're using the goggles with the controller so they're, it's like they're flying the drone yep. and you get to see some of the really cool stuff they can achieve um, when you've got the mad skills <clears throat> yeah as long as you can get signal as long, you know you can set up two or three of those repeaters if you want and you do introduce a little bit of lag every time you do it but we're talking you know 10 milliseconds or so you actually get more delay lag between the control and the phone and then that sending the data out. You actually get more lag that way than you do through the actual signal. So right. as long as you can keep your signal strength up, you can fly wherever you want. Um, <laughs> if you like continuous drone shots, there's another one. Um, if you search Cletus McFarlane drone on YouTube, uh, there's one of the drone entering the racetrack and going around the car parks and through the through the concession stands and through the <laughs> around the um, bleachers and out and around the track and they've what got was this bowling meme one hey oh yeah there's another one there you can look that one up as well that's so, what he was talking about wasn't the, it it yeah, must the, do like goes down through where the um, pins are and out the back where the machines are and everything yeah it gives you a tour of the bowling alley basically um, the some of the pilots <laughs> are just absolutely amazing in their in what they're. Um, One of the guys in Brisbane I knew you got a um, sort of certificate to say that you can be an official pilot for them. Yeah, so if you f- you got to be careful if you fly within with restricted areas or certain heights and things like that, you need a license. Um, you'll find a lot of the photography of houses and stuff now done with drones. Uh, rather than they used to ha- have a van, literally had a van that had a massive big pole that they used to extend and have a DSLR on top of a pole and take photos that way. That is <laughs> they just use drones now because it's so much easier. Um, there's one guy also I was watching. He had a drone. Is it Morocco or somewhere? And he flew the drone from the top of this hill. Yep. And the drone takes off, and you see the village, and then you see the ocean. And this drone, he flies it all the way down through the village around down through between buildings and stuff and comes around the waterfront and comes back in towards another building and you see him standing there on the veranda of the building controlling the drone coming straight to it. so he's flown like i don't know 10 10k, 10ks or something from the crest of this hill all the way down and around and through and wow and lands on his bow in his balcony and on his front deck like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's pretty cool awesome. but um you got any more stories yep yep the Reserve Bank of Australia plans to release a full public report of its findings and learnings from its proof of concept central bank digital currency project CBDC in the middle of the year. The central bank partnered with CBA, NAB and investment group Perpetual and US software company Consensus to develop a proof of concept CBDC for wholesale settlement on an Ethereum based distributed ledger technology platform. The proof aims to establish use cases, including origination and servicing of tokenized loans on the platform. 
Deputy Head of the Payments Policy Department, Chris Thompson, told the Blockchain Week 2021 event, their proof is a step forward from the first project of the RBA did in this space at the beginning of the first half of 2019. We did have an in-house project, which was much more narrower scoped project, he said. We've taken the research further to help us answer if there's a case for CBDC in Australia. The project is underway at the moment, and we're looking to finish it very soon. We're looking to put out a public report on the project, hopefully in the middle of the year. NAB Director Lisa Wade said that through this participation, the proof of concept, NAB wanted to really explore digital finance or programmable finance. We're very interested in how blockchain can help us in markets where there are lots of inefficiencies. We wanted to start with a syndicated loan because they're high value, low volume transactions. And there are lots of duplicated processes in the ecosystem, lots of errors or potential for errors and lots of operational risks. We very much came into this project looking at the utility of the CBDC from a wholesale point of view, just on those large transactions to remove those errors, save time, and we're very interested in atomic settlement. Atomic settlements refers to the simultaneous exchange of securities for payment. Wade said it became obvious to NAB when planning syndicated loan transaction that a tokenized central bank digital currency would be needed to see tangible benefits. Cryptocurrency is the future, peeps. Get onto it. Yeah, the more more scared the government's eating of it, the more that it shows you that it's an actual legitimate. The banks love thing, it, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I trust any crypto that's backed by a bank, though. No, but um, at least that you can see it's becoming more and more legit all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure, the legitimacy of it's being. I mean. You know, that's. It, it, <clears throat> I think that's been the biggest thing for people to um, wrap their head around is that it's not backed in a traditional sense of currency, like gold or or whatever. Um, yeah. It's backed by the economics of the effort to create it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. A lot of them, like uh, Bitcoin, use proof of work, which is the effort to create it. But things like Engine Coin and others use proof of stake, where you take your coin and lock it away as a stake and stake it on the network, which earns you more crypto. Those are better because, especially for the environment and stuff, because you don't have graphics cards going 24 7 and great big racks of machines and all this sort of stuff chewing up electricity and stuff all the time. You just say, I've got these, this mini coin. I want to stake it. I'm not going to spend it while it's staked. You earn, it's kind of like an interest, but a lot often it's another tokenized coin based on the one that you're staking. So you're just generating crypto without actually doing anything and it, it doesn't use up electricity. You don't have to have a machine turned on all day and night. You don't have to have internet connected all the time. So much more efficient and better idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it works as well, but I mean, you've still got to, you know, you can still mine as well uh, if you want them. I mean, I, it depends on what coin you're after and what you want to do as well. Not some, even if you've staked your coins, like you can still also mine um, yep. them as well. So if they, if they have mineable coins, engines, yeah. Mineable, but uh, actually, it is on that website up. I was talking about before. You can actually mine it on that website. Engine. Yeah. Really. Yep. So I'm pretty sure I saw it on there. Well, I know you can do Doge, which isn't supposed to be mineable coins. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's it's interesting, you know. But basically, yeah, it's backed by the well. But still, 
even to put something away and not touch it and allow it to accrue interest is still an effort. So you're still putting effort in to create a currency. Yeah. So it's still it, it, the second. It's just not going to cost you a thousand dollar electricity bill at the end of the month. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> but that also, but that also affects the value of the coin. Yep. Like Bitcoin wouldn't be the value it's at if it was easy to 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 get. It's only because it's so hard to get that it's at that value that that it's that it's at. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those things, but it's definitely the the one downside to Bitcoin is or to crypto is that there is so many variables. You know, there's hundreds of different cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And which one do you choose? Yeah. <laughs> and this this is the thing. Do your research. Well, that doesn't help though. I mean, look at Dogecoin. It's sat on two cents for since it's been, you know, what, the last three years or whatever. It's basically sat on two cents. And then last week, for no apparent reason, it went up to 55 cents. Yeah. Like just overnight. Yeah. <laughs> <That's, laughs> you know, so you can do as much research as you want, but at the end of the day, it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the same happened with Bitcoin, didn't it? You yeah. remember when a guy spent like a thousand Bitcoin to buy a pizza. Yeah. And now one Bitcoin is worth 70 grand. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you just. You can't tell what's going to happen. No. Can you imagine being that pizza shop and having, you know, <laughs> several hundred orders worth of Bitcoin sitting in your in your wallet and then all of a sudden it just does that? <laughs> <laughs> You'd sell the pizza shop, wouldn't you? you do, they do it at first as a lark and also get some publicity. Yeah. And then suddenly it's actually worth something. What? Well, and that's part of the thing. Who like, remembers you know. the 12 word pass? Does anybody? <laughs> Does anybody write it down by any chance? <laughs> you could really, really make sure you got a stable crew and just give one staff member one word yeah. and just pass it around to the 12 Hope staff. Hope nobody and dies or <laughs> leaves, leaves or company. <laughs> hey, you ring him up. John, John, I know you worked here six years ago. What was your what was, word? What was that word? I don't remember. <laughs> John, we'll give you $10,000 if you remember the word. <laughs> oh, I remember suddenly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. That's it for me. Yep. Alrighty. So I'll um, let you do your outro. And then instead, of, I'll, after that, I'll play the drone video and then uh, we'll go bye bye after that. All right. Thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Head Show broadcast weekly. We can be found at Facebook, YouTube, Patreon, and Twitter and coffee.com slash Aussie Tech Heads for all those. Email us glenwillandwarlock at aussietechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com, 24-7 back-to-back play, some of the best tech-related shows from Australia and New Zealand news shows added each Friday. See you next time. See you in your invisible shirt later.
I just hit to the repair line. Thanks, man. Good to go. 